Welcome to Coach Bennett's podcast, where every run has a purpose, where kindness is hardcore, where this is about running, and this is not about running, where every starting line is a finish line in disguise, where rambling still gets you where you need to be, where pineapple will never ruin your pizza, and the sodas, adult and not adult kind, are always cold, and where there is room on the starting line for everybody. I'm Coach Bennett. Thank you for letting me be a part of your day. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 31 of Coach Bennett's podcast, which just also happens to be the first episode of 2024. How wild does that sound? 2024. Are you kidding? How did this happen? I'll tell you how it happened. We got through 2023, which is is a reason to celebrate. We got through 2023. That's also awesome. And as 2023 approached the finish line, I hope you realized as you crossed that finish line that it is, in fact, a starting line in disguise because it leads right into 2024. And that's why I'm excited because I'm getting ready to take on a new year with you. I'm getting ready to live a new year with you, and I'm getting ready to run a new year with you, which is why the title of this episode is Play Running. That's right. Play Running. You've heard me talk about it before, I think, and if you haven't, well, now you're going to hear me talk about it. Play Running. Now, if you listen to last week's episode which happened to be the last episode of 2023, it was called Start the New Year Running. And I know that this is maybe the most popular time of the year for people to start running for a whole host of reasons. Don't need to go into them right now. The only thing we need to know, understand right now, is that so many of us are approaching starting lines and crossing them and trying to get to the next line, that finish line, as a better version of ourselves, better in some way. And you can fill in what that means to you. Maybe you want to get faster. Maybe you want to build endurance. Maybe you want to get stronger. Maybe you want more confidence. Um, Maybe you want a success um, today or tomorrow when you do a run and when you start a run, that's a success. Um, maybe you want to challenge yourself. Maybe you want to push yourself to meet new people. So you're starting to do group runs. Maybe you want to explore the city or the neighborhood you're in and running you feel is the best way of do that. It doesn't matter why you're running. You have a reason why, and that's awesome. And a lot of people are starting right now. So the last episode was some, you know, advice on how you can start the new year running, a better way, the right way, a more positive way, a more powerful way. That's why this one is going to be the first one of the new year, play running. Because I feel like I don't need to wait, I shouldn't wait a couple weeks, a couple months to remind people what running is. And it's a form of play. That's what it is. And what can happen too often, all too often, is that people start running and it's not play for them. For too many people, it's a punishment or it's like a final exam every time they do a run. Like, am I good enough? Can I do this? Can I can I be the person I want to be? Can I be the person I used to be? As opposed to, why don't I just embrace who I am right now and do the best I can do right now? 
And at the end of the run, just by trying your best, you've become better and celebrating that. That doesn't happen as much as it should because it should happen all the time, but it doesn't. So the last episode, I feel like served as a good foundation for people that are starting, starting over, starting again. And this one is going to be kind of my way of saying, okay, and let me also talk about what running really is. Let me talk about what the essence of running is. I mean, to me, first and foremost, running is a sport. Now, you know, I love my dictionary. I go to it all the time. I think it's one of the best assistant coaches a coach can have. And I'm opening it up and I'm looking at sport. It's a noun and it's defined as an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another or others for entertainment. Let's break that down. An activity involving physical exertion. I think we can both agree that we're defining running, right? That's an activity that involves physical exertion. But it also says end skill. So I also want you to start thinking of yourself as someone who has them skills every time they go for a run. So you're taking part in an activity that demands physical exertion. Yes, you are putting in an effort. And running demands skill. You are a skilled athlete when you go for a run. Now, the second half of the definition, in which an individual or team competes against another or others for entertainment. Now, compete means to strive to gain or win something by defeating or establishing superiority over others who are trying to do the same. Strive to gain or win something by defeating or establishing superiority over others who are trying to do the same. Now, those others can just be you. You are trying to become a superior version of yourself every single time you go for a run. And there are an infinite variety of ways you can do that. It's not always going faster or further. In fact, the overwhelming majority of times you go for a run, it will not be about faster or further. It could be deriving more joy from this activity. It could be finding more peace in your life because of this activity, dealing with stress in a more positive way, um, coming together with friends, finding time to run alone. There are so many different ways you can win these things by going for a run. And the last part of sport was that part that said for entertainment. For entertainment. Running should be entertaining. It should be fun. It should be powerful emotionally to your senses. It should light them up. It should make you a smarter, wiser, more experienced person, just like a great book, a great movie, a great show, a great song. You should look at your running as a form of entertainment. And when you put all of this together, you realize that at its core, it is also play. So it is sport and play. They are all intertwined. They are one and the same. So if we, if we start there as kind of this is what running is, and then we can backtrack to last week's, which was start the new year running, and I went through a whole bunch of different ways that you can be running better, running for the right reasons, well, we're going to be in a really good place. 
So it's kind of backwards how I did this, but I did that on purpose. I want you to know how to start the year running, running the right way, whether you're starting, starting over, or starting again. And now what I want you to do is come back and have to think about, wait, what am I doing actually when I go for a run? And once we figure that out, well, then I hope you realize that what you're doing when you go for a run the right way is you're just playing. You're playing. Now, if we, if we go back to our own backgrounds of how we all started running, we started as kids. We started as like just basically babies, right? Just slightly older babies, babies who had gotten through, you know, lifting their heads and then getting up on their hands and knees and then getting up on our, on, on our legs and toddling around and then eventually walking a little bit and then running. That's, that's how, how we got to where we are. And, and the joy that we got, the satisfaction, that feeling of success we must have had as little itty bitty things running around with our little pampers and we were just cranking, running around. How good it felt to run. And as we got older, I mean, if you go to a playground and, and, and you watch any group of kids as, as the doors open from recess and they're allowed outside, they don't walk out of the doors. They run out of the doors. And for the most part, they don't stop running until they're told to go back inside and sit down at a desk and listen to you know their math teacher when really what they want to listen to is their history teacher because come on, history's the best, isn't it? Yes, it is. My point is when you're younger, running is play. Running is fun. Running is dangerous and it's exciting and it's adventure and it's freedom. And too often, as we get older, even if, even if you are introduced to the sport, if you're introduced to it the wrong way, it just becomes work. Or in some sports, it's even worse. It's punishment. You do something wrong, go run. As opposed to, you did something wrong, we're going to run now because when we run, we're going to get fitter. And I want you to be thinking about what you did and I want you to come back and we're going to take some time after the run to relax and then we'll work on this drill. By the way, coaches, that's how you should do it. Because you're robbing these kids of understanding that running is a way for them to get better at their sport. They look at it as a punishment, which means I don't want to do it on my own. I don't want to do extra of it. And when we do run in practice and it's not a punishment, subconsciously we're equating it with a punishment. So it's really stupid if you're a coach to make running a punishment. All it is is semantics. You can just change the conversation. They can still run after a mistake, correct the mistake, show them how to improve upon what they just did, and then say, all right, we're going to run for a little bit. Why? Conditioning, build endurance, I don't know, mental fortitude. There's a whole bunch of things that you can come up with. Don't do the easy thing, which in this case is the idiotic, moronic thing, which is say, I'm going to punish you with running. It's just stupid. It's totally stupid. I got a little off track there, but as someone who used to coach kids, sorry, like it's the truth. Using running as a punishment is stupid. All right, so if you go back again to you, to you when you were younger, running was exciting, it was engaging, and guess what? Free entry. All you got to do is start running. You don't need a uniform, okay? You don't need instructions. You just got to run, which is why it was in so many of our games, whether it was tag or running bases. Anybody ever play running bases? So you have basically two bases, which could be anything, okay? And they're 
I don't know, 30 yards away from each other, 20 yards away from each other, doesn't matter. You have a tennis ball usually, and everyone starts in the middle, and the, there's there's a person on each base, and they throw a tennis ball back to each other, and on the third throw, you run. And what you do is you try to get to the base before the ball gets to you. So you got to decide which base am I going to. And the two people that are catching... They, they have to stay in their bases, and they basically got to tag you out. So you can hang out in the middle. That's fine, but they're going to chase you down. So the only place that's safe is the base. It's a lot of fun. Anyway, you know, if you have kids, you should you should check it out with them. In fact, you don't need kids. You, you can If you're an adult, you can play running bases. I don't know why we ditch kids' games as adults. You know, as someone who coaches, it's actually silly because there are great ways to get people fitter stronger build endurance and have fun while they're doing it just by playing kids games like i just mentioned running bases it's a great one a lot of stopping a lot of starting you know a lot of bursts of energy really important if you want to develop an athlete at any age but if you think about like tag tag is such an unbelievably awesome way to get people fit like if i got a group of adults together they're like we haven't run in a while and i'm like fine we're just gonna play tag for 15 minutes I'm telling you what, we'd get a great workout in. An unbelievable workout. And not just tag. What's an even better game than tag is if you have like 10 people is freeze tag. Because when you get tagged, you're frozen. But then someone else who's playing who hasn't been tagged yet can tag you and unfreeze you and then you get to run around again. So you're just constantly kind of moving and maybe every once in a while you get tagged and you're frozen, which you know allows you to learn how to recover. And then boom, you get unfrozen, you got to run again. Freeze tag is an awesome fun way to get fit like just think about it think about all the kids games that you used to play you know hide and seek you know what i mean like these are great games you got to run you got to find a place someone comes up to you then you got to ditch that place you got to run they're chasing you you're freaking out you're screaming and laughing your heart rate's up endorphins are flying through your body it's a lot of fun these are all good things and they help you actually become a better athlete fitter happier, stronger, the whole thing. So I don't know why we get rid of kids' games or we look down on kids' games and think like, well, we're an adult, we shouldn't do it. No, that's stupid. And if you think about it, sports are just kids' games. And they get you fitter. They get you stronger. They they relieve stress in your life. They help you work on things that promote teamwork and dedication and perseverance. So, yeah, Engage more with that inner child, and I think um, you're going to find yourself in better shape. All right, now, let me just go over why playing running is so important from a coaching perspective, okay? Because this is this is another thing that I come upon amongst athletes sometimes, or adults that have a very um, rigid sense of what sport should be and what running should be like and even coaches sometimes that think this way coaches that i actually used to coach against would think this uh way and and sometimes would argue with me about the way i coached which was pretty funny because i think every coach that argued with me about this um my my kids ran faster than their kids and uh, my kids are also happier while they did it. So let me just give you a couple of truths about playing running, okay? One, you can get better and play. 
you can be serious about the sport. And that doesn't mean the sport needs to be serious. Okay? That's a very important thing to let you know. You can be serious about the sport. That doesn't mean the sport needs to be serious. Like, you can be focused, dedicated, have passion for the sport. That doesn't mean the play aspect of the sport needs to disappear. It doesn't mean you no longer can have fun because you are serious about the sport. Don't equate being serious about the sport with being serious. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? It can sound complicated. Like, wait a minute. You're telling me don't confuse being serious about the sport as being serious. Well, to me, being serious about the sport means, like what I already mentioned, you're dedicated to it. You've made a commitment to it. You're willing to make sacrifices sometimes in pursuit of a certain form of excellence within the sport. You have agreed to show up consistently at the starting line, do the work, make gains outside of the sport with cross-training or strength training, to work on the mindset side, the mindful side. These are things that I equate with someone who says, I'm serious about the sport. Fantastic. You should still enjoy it. It should still be fun. Because if you're serious about the sport and it's only serious, you're never going to run as fast as you could. Because you need the element of joy and love with whatever you're doing, if you want to be as best as you can in whatever you're doing. You cannot take out the joy and the love. That does not mean it's always going to be easy. It doesn't mean you're always going to be laughing. It doesn't mean your heart can't be broken. Because anything that you love has the ability to break your heart, including the sport you're doing. But here's the thing. If your heart gets broken by the sport, it should be a good thing. It should not be a negative thing. It shouldn't be a bad thing. Yes, you may be devastated after a race not going well or a season not happening the way you want it to be or the fact that you got injured or sick at a time where you're trying to do something truly extraordinary and your heart breaks. What that is is proof that this mattered. What that is is proof that you truly loved what you were doing. That's a good thing. Just because you're hurting doesn't mean it's bad. Because here's the thing. This is supposed to be good for you. It's not supposed to be bad for you. When you decide to start running, when you go for a run, it should not be bad for you. Ever. Ever. Now, that also doesn't mean you're not going to roll your ankle. It doesn't mean the run isn't going to go poorly or you're not going to have, uh, you know, weaknesses that are going to pop up and you're going to, you know, beat yourself up mentally sometimes. Like these things happen. But hopefully as a result of them happening, it gives you an opportunity to look back and say, what could I have done differently? What could I have done better? Or was I too hard on myself? Was I pushing too hard? Did I not push hard enough? These are just opportunities for you to improve upon what you did, to make corrections, to get better. Every run should end with you better in some way. If you're doing a run and there's nothing you can point to that has moved you forward in a positive way, nothing at all, well, then that was not a run you should have done. So if you come back to that idea that play, the idea of play should be a positive thing always, 
because that's easy to think about. Like, you're not going to send a kid outside and say, go play and have a terrible time. No, the point of going out and playing is what? If I were to ask you, why would you send a kid out to go play? Well, to get movement, to get some fresh air, to, you know, get their heart rate up, to have some fun, to laugh, to, like I said, experience things like joy, to take on some challenges in a fun way. That's that's what you would define as play. You're not going to say to go out there and punish the kid. That's why I want them to go out and play. I want them to be suffering. That's why I want them to go out and play. I want them to come in and be less confident. I want them to come in and, you know, have beaten themselves up mentally and feel worse about themselves. No, never. That's stupid. That's not play. So if you think about it, I'm going for a run. It's a form of play. Why would I do this? It should always end with for a positive reason, for something good, for something beneficial. So if you look at it from a coaching perspective, every time I send you out to do a workout, if I'm saying they need to come back with something beneficial, it's going to structure what I'm sending you out to do. It's going to structure the context that I'm giving you for why we're doing it. And it's also going to give you some guidelines to make sure that you're not going off the rails and this becoming a negative, that you're not beating yourself up physically or mentally or emotionally in a way that does not end with you better. Because you can challenge yourself. You can mentally callous yourself. You can physically stress yourself in ways that are positive. But you can obviously also do those things in very negative ways. From a coaching perspective, I know that if I can get my athletes to love what they're doing, to enjoy what they're doing, to have fun doing what they're doing, I can get them to work even harder. If they look at the work as a form of play, doesn't mean it's always easy because it's not always going to be easy. It's going to be really hard at times. But if you're taking on very hard things with the right mentality, for the right reasons, with a foundation of love and joy and um, curiosity, like that's, that's how we can really make some breakthroughs. So I always knew from a coaching perspective that if I can lead with this kind of foundation of playing running, having fun running, being a fan of this sport that you're doing, wanting to be a part of something greater than yourself in the form of this sport or your team, we can really do some amazing things. So let's talk about how you can keep it play. Because if you can have within your kind of arsenal you know, that you can, that you have access to when you're setting up your week of training or you're going out for a run or you're putting together a training program or you're a part of a training program and you have kind of these things in the background, you're like, how do I keep this play and not turn it into something worse? How do I keep this a positive and not go negative? Well, you're more likely to have a better run. And if you're more likely to have a better run, you're more likely to finish the run wanting to run again. And if you're more likely to finish wanting to run again, you're more likely to run again. And that's how you develop consistency. And if you can develop consistently running better and having more fun running, you're just going to run better and have more fun running better, which will lead to even greater consistency. It's not rocket science, people. It's really not. It's just making sure you're not sabotaging something that's great. And too many people, athletes and coaches both, sabotage this sport and sabotage their enjoyment 
and their relationship with this sport. Not here. So how can we keep at play? Well, the first thing that I'm going to tell you is check in with yourself. Check in with yourself. And then have a conversation with yourself. Why am I doing this? What am I supposed to be doing? What is the spirit of what I'm doing? What is the purpose of what I'm doing? What do I want the outcome of this to be? Those are pretty simple questions if you think about it. But if you check in with yourself before the run, during the run, after the run, and you're asking these questions, why did I do that? What was the purpose of doing that? Did I do what I was supposed to do? Did I make adjustments, which by the way, are a part of coaching? Remember, coaching isn't setting up a training plan. Coaching is making adjustments to a training plan. So when you're out there on a run, whether it's a long run, uh, an easy run, a speed run, it doesn't matter. Asking yourself, why am I doing this? Is going to increase the likelihood of you doing the run the right way. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just about one of the easiest things to do before a run to set yourself up for success. What is the purpose of this run? Why am I doing this? If you can just remind yourself before an easy run, the purpose is to do an easy run, to recover, to relax on a run, to enjoy a run, to actively recover emotionally and mindfully from hard workouts while you're building endurance and strength and callousing yourself to crossing a starting line and doing a run. Well, when you're out there on the run and you're starting to make decisions that go against this, like pushing yourself too hard, beating yourself up mentally, going negative emotionally, you can catch yourself. Because you go, whoa, 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 I just, I just asked myself what the purpose of this run was, and it wasn't this. It wasn't to beat myself up physically. It wasn't to beat myself up emotionally. Why am I doing this? Let's correct course. Just check in with yourself. Why am I doing what I'm doing? If you're doing a speed run and the goal is to run hard and push yourself and really run fast and it's going to be taxing and at the end of the workout, it's going to be really, really difficult. Well, at the end of the workout, when it gets really, really difficult, you're not going to be stopping and thinking, I'm no good. I suck because I'm out of breath and I'm struggling. That's the point of the workout. And if you know the point of the workout is to struggle, you can kind of embrace it and have some fun with it and be like, I am hurting right now. And I'm supposed to be. Yesterday on the easy run, I kept it easy because I wasn't supposed to be hurting on the easy run. That doesn't mean I'm soft because I wasn't running hard. It means I'm smart. Just like right now at the end of my speed run, I'm hurting. That doesn't mean I'm soft. It means I'm running the workout the right way. I'm supposed to be struggling right now. That's the purpose of the workout. So just checking in with yourself and what the purpose of the run is, is going to help you have more fun running. Check in with others. That's another thing I want you to do. This will help you keep the sport fun and keep yourself playing running. Check in with others. And what I mean by that is be a teammate to other people. And what I mean by that is support other people. Maybe by asking them, what are you doing today? Why are you doing that? How do you feel? How are you going to go about it? And supporting them in their quest to make the right decisions, the right adjustments, to run with the right purpose, and cheering for them and celebrating them and supporting them along the way as they attempt to do those things. Being a great teammate feels great. 
It really does. And it's fun. We need to be better teammates to each other. And if you don't have teammates in your life, look for them. Find them. There are people out there that need teammates. They're looking too. Could be a run crew. Could be a run club. Could be a a group of people that are getting together because they want to do a group of cross-country races. It could be a group of people who like to get together in the winter because it's dark and they like to run in groups because they feel safer and more comfortable and they like to explore the city together or they like to end at certain restaurants or pubs. There are people that are getting together and looking for teammates all over the place. You may be the one who starts the invitation. So if there isn't a group around you, a run crew around you, if there aren't people getting together and doing workouts at the track or running around the neighborhood or the town, you offer the invitation. You create the starting line. Be a teammate for other people. Believe me, that is one of the ingredients, essential ingredients to having more fun in this sport. Be a part of the sport, not apart from the sport. And if you can do that, I'll tell you what, you will be playing, running more. And that, that's what we're talking about. That's the whole point of this episode. Okay, be a fan of the sport. That's another way that you can do it. And I mean be a fan of the sport, the levels of the sport, the different levels of the sport. It could be starting at the top where you say, you know what I want to do? I want to pay attention to the elite side, the professional side of the sport. I want to watch those athletes that are trying to make the Olympics and the world championships. The fastest runners in the sport. Okay, that's one great way of doing it. It could be indoor track, it could be cross country, it could be outdoor track and field, it could be trail running, ultras, it's, it, there's road racing, there's so many different levels. It could be the youth level, it could be the master's level, it could be the high school level, it could be the college level. There are so many different levels of the sport, there are so many different types of races that are going on. There are so many different types of athletes that take part in the sport that you can go and support and be a fan of. And I'll tell you what, when you're a fan of the sport, when you engage more with the sport, when you support more of the sport, you fall deeper in love with the sport. It's impossible not to. It's such a beautiful sport. The more you get to know it, the more you will love it. And that love will turn around to enjoyment. And it'll make you realize just how positive this sport can be when it's done the right way. When we're competing with and not against others. When we're supporting each other. Because there's room on the starting line for everybody. When you also realize all the different ways that people experience the sport and enjoy the sport. Yes, crazy ones at elevation on trails where they're passing freaking mountain goats in the middle of it. All the way down to people doing, you know, the 100 hurdles. Which is an unbelievable event to watch. I don't know how these athletes do this. That they can run that fast and hurdle. It's crazy. To the 5K on the track. To uh, 10Ks on the road. It's There's so many different ways of experiencing this sport. Of enjoying this sport. And all of them are open to you. Don't limit yourself. Do not limit yourself in this sport. Allow yourself the freedom to see the sport as... Limitless, honestly. Limitless for you. You want to run indoor track? Rock on to you. You want to run on the outdoor track? Rock on. Every single one of these starting lines is open to you. Don't limit yourself by limiting the sport. That's all I'm saying. Okay. And the last thing I would say is be a coach. Yeah. Be a coach to yourself and be a coach to others. Because if you can do that, and I mean be a great coach, which means serve the athlete, 
which means treat them the way they deserve to be treated. And the way that an athlete deserves to be treated by the coach is with respect. That's what I mean. And if you can, if you can speak to others as a great coach would speak to an athlete, if you can speak to yourself like a great coach would speak to an athlete. And, and you know what? Sometimes it's easier to start with acting like a coach to others, treating these athletes with the respect they deserve. Because what you'll see is that's actually how you should be treating yourself when you're out there coaching yourself on a run. And when you're getting great coaching, the sport's more fun. When you're getting great coaching, you see that the sport is grounded in play. It is grounded in games. It is grounded in challenges in the best possible way. It's about potential. So what I want you to do is look at it and say, how can I check in with myself? How can I check in with others? How can I be a fan? How can I be a coach? Because if you can do those things, you will be playing the sport as best as you possibly can. All right, now I'm going to give you a couple ways that you can set yourself up for these moments of play, okay? So how you can actively play. And then I'm just going to let you go play, right? That's it. I mean, I'm just going to get out of here. I'm going to wrap it up with a little bow, and then I'm out of here. So I'm just going to give you a couple ways that you can actually set yourself up and use these whenever you want. Ideally, you use them when you're starting to feel like the sport's becoming less play and more work. So one of the things that I used to do when I was coaching high school one of the things that we used to do when I was coaching high school was the first month of the season in uh, indoor track and outdoor track were spent just doing relays, not individual events, relays. We would have the athletes do relays for a couple of reasons. One, relays are fun. They're a ton of fun. It also disguises what's really going on, which is you're racing, but you're not racing as an individual. You're not all alone. You're with your team. And what you're doing often is lost in the midst of, you know, there's batons all over the place and the teams have spread out and you're just running as hard as you can and then you hand a baton off and then you immediately are exhausted on the infield and you start cheering on your teammates and then, you know, you're warming down together. And before you know it, an hour goes by and guess what? There's another relay you got to do. So you get together, you warm up, you're doing your strides, you got the batons, what's the order? And you have fun again. You're playing track and field, basically, with a relay. And from a coaching perspective, again, what we've done is pretty sneaky. We've gotten you to compete, race, get a great workout in, put in an unbelievable effort, and you just think you're out there having fun. Even better, which is why you can come back for another race. That's why you see people somehow come back with unbelievable amounts of energy when they're on a triple, meaning they're running three different relays. It's much harder to get somebody to come back for a third individual event. A third relay, not that hard. Why? Because there's this like kind of feeling of a shared effort on a relay. But a relay is a really fun way to play the sport. And just like tag and hide and seek, yeah, it seems like, well, relays are for kids. Yeah, sure. Okay. Which means relays are also for you. I mean, give me a break. I don't know why we don't have adult relays. You don't have to know anybody like run crews, run clubs. You guys should all get together and have a night of relays. Who cares? I mean, who cares who wins the freaking relay? The point is have a great workout, compete with your, with your teammates, compete with yourself, have some fun, support each other, just like a fan, teammate, and coach would. Hmm. Who was telling you to be those things a couple minutes ago? 
as I was telling you to be a fan of the sport, all this stuff can happen on a night of relays. So relays, I think, are a great way for you to go out and remind yourself this should be play. Another one is just trails, having fun on trails. The gnarlier the trail, the more dangerous could be the most exciting, but it also means you got to go in there and you got to think and you got to focus and you got to slow down. Not slow down because you're soft. Again, it's slowing down because you're smart. You're paying attention to where your feet are landing, the, the quality of the trail or the lack of quality of a trail. This is fun because now suddenly how fast you're running doesn't matter because you can't run fast on a gnarly trail. You shouldn't run fast on a gnarly trail. You should run smart on a gnarly trail and you should have some fun. So go out and explore some trails that you haven't normally run on. Like these these are simple things to do. As a kid, you just run through the woods. You didn't even need a trail. As an adult, you probably don't want to do that. Maybe you do, I don't know. But if you have some trails and some of them you're like, well, I can't get in a great run on this trail. You can get in an even better than a great run. You can get in a fun run on that trail. So throw out your ego. It may not be the pace of your normal run on your little perfectly manicured trail that you normally run on, but go on the gnarly trail and just have fun. Be careful, but have fun. Okay, opposite of bad footing would be a track. I, I cannot tell you how many people are terrified to get on a track. Why? I don't know. Well, actually, I do know. But the track is meant to be fun. You can do all sorts of workouts on a track. You can do long intervals, short intervals. You can do a mix of the two. You can play with your recovery times. You can play with your efforts and your speeds and your paces. There's so many different things you can do on a track. You can time yourself. You can not time yourself. It doesn't really matter. The point is go to the track and just create crazy workouts. Have some fun. Not everything needs to make sense, okay? So you can go and you can just have some fun. And if you are training for something, so it does make sense for your workouts to make sense, well, go to the track and make up a track workout that makes sense. I'll tell you what, on all of the training programs that I've put together for the Nike Run Club, there's at least one speed run every single week. And most of them are intervals, short or long, that can be done on a track. You don't need a track to do them, but if you have access to a track, you don't normally go to the track, go to the track and do it. And have some fun. Mix it up. Own the track. Like I said, this is your sport. You have access to all of these places. Take advantage of them. You have a spot on the starting line. So if you have access to a track, it's yours. Go use it and have some fun. And I think what you're going to find is, oh, it is kind of play. And then there's other, there's other stuff that's kind of like on the periphery, which is wild and nuts. Like not everything is like a 5k race or a 10k race or a marathon race. Like there's, there's duration based races where it's like, how far can you run in 30 minutes or an hour or 24 hours? There's like crazy stuff. Have some fun is what I'm saying. Play the sport, play the sport more. And guess what? You'll do the sport more. Isn't that wild? And not everything is always about speed runs and races either. You know, join groups that are going on fun runs. Like I said earlier, join group runs. If you're someone who is like starting to be like, running's kind of tedious. Like every day I go for this run and it's like, well then go run with some people. Or you know what? Have the humility to invite someone who doesn't run for a run and have your run just be with them and run their pace. Don't run yours, run their pace. 
because they're going to be nervous, but this is going to allow you to be a teammate and a coach to them. And it's going to allow you to be sharing the sport with them. And it's going to be you showing them like, hey, the, the important thing to do here is to have fun. So we're not going to go that far. We're not going to go that fast. And we're going to run the right way. And we're going to talk. And we're going to laugh. And, and what's going to happen is as you're teaching them these fundamentals, these truths on how to do the sport, it also serves as a reminder to you what the fundamentals and the truths are of the sport. That's one of the benefits I've got from being a coach. I have to remind myself of the great things about the sport and the best way to coach someone and the best way I should be running because I have to tell other people these things. So every time I tell somebody the right answer, I'm hearing the right answer. That's a huge advantage for me. All right, so the last thing I'm just going to tell you is something I hinted at, or I think I actually explicitly said it earlier, which is super important, that coaching, when it comes to training plans, Okay, which, and, and, and this could mean anything. This could be you're starting running and you just want to be consistent. It could be that you're training for a marathon. It could be something in between. The regimentation of it is really there because you need a diversity in your running. But sometimes the regimentation of the running, meaning easy run, easy run, speed run, easy run, long run, easy run, speed run, like this regimentation, like it, 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 this groove that you can get into, if you stay in the groove long enough, it can start to be like a rut. What I want you to do is know you have the freedom to adjust the training plan. Every training plan should be written in pencil because what you need to do is erase parts of the training plan sometimes and write in something else. And if you feel like you're getting into a rut, know that you've got that pencil and that pencil has an eraser, not the kind of eraser that's going to rip a hole in the page. It's one of those perfect erasers where you're like, you know, you do it a little bit and a little rubber comes off and you blow it off and you're like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. This is clear. I don't even need any whiteout. And you can write something else in that is fun, engaging, play. Do not hesitate to write in some play into your training because what that means is you've lost sight of what your training is meant to be. It's always supposed to be a form of play. Not always supposed to be easy, but always supposed to be a form of play. So if you feel like the play has been lost, write it in and keep writing it in until it becomes the norm and not an anomaly in your training because the best way to get better at running is to play it. So, that's episode 31 of Coach Bennett's podcast, Play Running. Hopefully you enjoyed this. Hopefully you had some fun listening to it. Hopefully maybe you were even on a run and you were playing around in your run. I don't know. You let me know. And hopefully you liked it. Because if you did like it, then you're going to probably subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't already, which I hope you have, but if you haven't, please subscribe on you know, Spotify or Apple. It really does help. Make sure you review this. Make sure you rate it. All that good stuff. And more than anything, have fun with your running. Okay? So, looking forward already to next week. Happy New Year. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And until next time, I'll be waiting for you at the starting line to play some running. Thank you so much for listening to Coach Bennett's podcast today. And if you're not already following or subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening, 
Well, I really wish you would because it helps a lot. Also, check out the show notes because you'll find a link to Coach Bennett's newsletter as well as all the social media sites that I'm on. Places like Threads and Facebook and Instagram and Mastodon and YouTube and even the artist formerly known as Twitter, whatever that dumpster fire is called today. You'll find a link to it because I'm on there. Thank you so much again for listening. And until next time, take care of yourself.